Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, with one of my favorite people uh, of all time. And we're going to be talking about not only the work she does for seniors, but we're going to be talking about death cafes. All right, now that I have your attention, let's introduce our guest. This is Karen Van Dyke. Karen is the owner and CEO of Senior Care by Design. Karen, thank you for coming in today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, truly. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled because I love what you do for seniors, and I love the death cafes. I got to attend one. We'll get to that in just a couple minutes. But yeah. first, let's talk about you and uh, how you got into this world of working with seniors. Yes. You know, Senior Care by Design was born out of a family situation. And my sister was ill, and I flew back to Boston to take care of her, and she was in the hospital. And the social worker walked up to me and said, here, here's two sheets of paper. Go find her a place to be because she can't stay here any longer. And I know after doing this work for 11 years that other families go through this all the time. And it was in that moment that the seed for my company was planted because I was just astonished and amazed that a family would have to go through a situation like that when they're already in chaos And so the seed was planted. It started growing. I came back to San Diego. I gave a 30-day notice from my corporate job with a 50 Fortune bank and started my company walking out onto a blank canvas, not really knowing what I was doing. Uh, But I knew that I had the motivation and the desire, and I never wanted this to happen again. And here I am going on 12 years later and still doing this work. And Senior Care by Design is a we help families navigate the housing industry here in San Diego. We have over 600 residential care homes, assisted living, memory care. That sounds like a lot, and it is, and we're blessed to have that for sure. We need more, actually. But when you start to pare down with the family what the needs are, what the wants are, what the desires are, what their culture is, all these different questions that you ask them to get them to the ones that will be the match you know, I'm a cross between a yenta, a concierge, and a real estate agent. <laughs> I'm a yenergent. My husband said that's like the that. name, a yenergent. That's great. And so bringing those together is about what I do in my company. And it's a three-legged stool in my company. So it's resources, it's inventory, and it's relationship recovery. Mm. Because what I have found over time is that we become caregivers and it becomes our primary role. And we started off as daughters, or we started off as sons, or we started off as nieces or nephews. And we lose that role. It becomes secondary because that individual is counting on us. And so I, what I see over time and my families that I have helped, that the goal is to get that relationship back. And once they move into an assisted living or a memory care, whichever, that that relationship can start to be put back into first place. Because now their care is being handled by the loving people at the community that they've chosen. So it's an incredibly rewarding. I I, I started this company when I was 54. So anybody out there that wants to start their own company after 50, here I am. I did it. it. You can do it. I mean, it's really what your passion is and what your motivation is. And, And when the universe gives you an experience in life, listen to it. Listen to it and then follow it. It'll be scary as all get out, mm-hmm. but follow it because it, it will give you so much joy that you'll never even know how much joy it will give you until you do it. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. I love my families. I love working with all of these folks. And it's hard. It's hard work. But it's necessary. 
And, you know, we have this tremendous amount of folks going through, you know, their elder years now, and that's not going to stop. You know, people keep saying, well, this, the, the silver tsunami, which I don't like that phrase, but it's coming. No, it's not. It's here. It it's arrived. Right. We're in it. It's happening. And we even work with communities down in Baja. Mm-hmm. And we have, I work with uh, three other agents uh, doing this work. And we um, have found places down there for 16 of our clients. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing because it's getting very expensive mm-hmm. in San Diego for the, the assisted living and the memory care. Um, I particularly enjoy working with the small six-bed, the six-bed homes, which is um, really for folks that want more of a home-like environment and a higher level of care, perhaps more eyes on them uh, to really create that safe if you can find the environment for this beautiful human to feel safe in, they will thrive. It will happen. I've seen it happen hundreds of times now, and it's just a beautiful experience. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been uh, quite the um, process. And so a client, so someone will call me, um, I'll listen to their story, and then we'll facil- fill out an assessment. And then from that assessment, will start to narrow down where they need to be looking and what they need to be looking at. And sometimes folks will come to me, a lot of times actually, they'll come to me and there will be a lot of other things that need to happen before um, anything else. I'm a certified senior advisor, so that gives me the breadth and depth of knowing other individuals in the San Diego community who are also certified senior advisors who might be home care agencies, who might be hospice agencies. So there's a lot of other outside of the box of focusing on housing that I can do because you can't really look for housing until certain pieces are in place. So that's the, you know, you're legal. If you don't have a power of attorney, you got to get that done. That's really an important piece. It's an important piece for any time, but especially when you're looking with your loved ones to find housing because you can't move into a community unless you have that power of attorney. Mm-hmm. You need that. So a lot of times people are coming and they don't have anything. You know? So you know, we figure all of that out first, and then we set up tours. We go on the tours with our clients, uh, walk them through with the sales director of the community or the owner of the home. And uh, then usually, just as in your business in real estate, you know, you'll walk in and you'll know. You, know, yeah. you walk in and you know, that's the home I want to buy. Yep, that's the community I want to move into. You know. Yeah. And so then we start the whole process with the community and getting all the paperwork. And they do an assessment. And then the move happens. And maybe they need a move manager or someone to help them do that. And then we do that. And so after that, we um, stay in touch with them the day of the move, the week after the move, and then a month after the move, and four months after the move. We stay in touch with them because we want to make sure everything is really going well for them. And I remember sitting with a client one time and who was celebrating her 90th birthday and they were having a big old to-do in the community she moved into. And my husband was sitting next to me and we were sitting at a table of eight and he posed the question to one of the guests who lived there, said, what is the worst thing that's happened to you since you've moved here? And that lady, lovely lady, looked at him and said, the worst thing that happened is I didn't do this a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I get that so many times. Oh, right. so many times. I yeah. should have done this done sooner. sooner. Should have right. done it sooner. Yeah. Well, and so many times families are just dropped into this and they don't know where what to do or mm-hmm. where to turn. So it's it's amazing to have a professional like you. You and I have worked together with, yes. you know, 
our, our friend uh, Dr. Yes. Lindbergh, um, and that was ama- an amazing experience. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Um, yeah. So let's talk about death cafes. Um, yes. And what is a death cafe and, and how did this get started? You know, a death cafe, this is another one of my loves. And uh, a death cafe is a, an environment where people come together to talk about death, dying, and living with the emphasis on living. I have this theory that because we are death phobic and it's going to happen to everybody else, but it's not going to happen to us, that those things that we love in life, that we want to do in life, get put off because we feel like we have forever. And I think that when there is a knowingness of the end of life, it's out there, that those things that are precious to you or those um, trips that you want to take or those things that you want to do for yourself um, get pushed to the side unless you have that kind of bookend, right? It's being born and dying. Those are the two bookends of life. And so um, death cafes help folks to, we we sit in pods in little groups of people, and then we have... um, conversation starters. And so people may come to the death cafe with questions about death, but others, their own, it doesn't matter. They're curating their own experience. That's the key to the death cafe. Not a grief therapy group. It's nothing like that. It's not a support group. You literally are sitting there sharing stories about what you have gone through. You're sharing stories about or, or questions about well, what's a power of attorney? I don't know what a power of attorney is. You know, what, what is all of this end of life about? And I watch people when they come into a death cafe and their heads will be, you know, kind of like, why did I come here? You know, what am I doing here? Am I nuts? And by the time they leave, hey, Karen, please do this again. They're talking to each other. They have friendships that they've made. And they now have dropped that seed and planted that seed into their own being of death. And knowing that, it's safe to talk about it. It's a safe place to be with that topic. There's pretty much nowhere you can go. You can imagine me going to a cocktail party and bringing up death cafes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm invited You're to parties the all the, the party, time. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, I mentioned earlier about families come to me and they don't have things in order. And that's really what started me with the death cafes because... I knew that they needed to, to the, the reason that they didn't have those things in order or, or at least started the conversation is because there's a fear of death and they don't, no one, you know, wants to talk about that mortality. But we know people say, well, the only thing insured is death and taxes. You know, it's not true. You can. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can avoid taxes. You may taxes, be in jail. <laughs> but, you know, death is a, a totally different experience in that right. way. 
but it's it's a beautiful when you're able to just relax into that space and know that it will it's going to happen and be prepared to the extent that you can be but it's really the knowingness of that life experience that gives you kind of that groundedness of being able to fulfill things in your life and that's really where my focus is in doing death cafes and literally death cafes literally fell into my lap it's sort of like when i started my business it fell into my lap my coach called me from my business coach calls me from um up north and she said karen i just went to a death cafe in santa rosa i said what <laughs> what are you talking about and then she told me about it and she said i really think that you should look into it and 30 days later i was doing my first one and it has been absolutely ma- truly truly magical that's great magical well, and i had the opportunity to attend one these years ago at a, at a community it was it was an amazing experience and you know unfortunately so many people they put their heads in the sand yeah. about death um and if i don't think about it it won't happen to me um but then they don't do their planning and right. you and i experience this all the time with families where the power of attorney wasn't done or the home wasn't put in the trust um whatever the situation is yeah. the will wasn't done properly i'll just deal, let my kids deal with it all that you know attitude and it doesn't usually go well for the ones who are left behind so but if we plan properly then we can it frees us up to have i think a better life when mm-hmm. you can focus on the living by taking care of of the dying part yeah. and it sounds like the death cafe is part of that yeah absolutely absolutely it's interesting that i've been doing the death cafes for about 8 years maybe 9 and when they first started there were 200 worldwide and i was maybe the 20th in the United States but it started in London and the gentleman who started it um John Underwood is was an amazing man he actually died um about 4 years into doing the death cafe of an unexpected illness and we were all crushed and hoping that the death cafes would continue and they certainly did um actually in San Diego what i did initially is i thought i can be a death cafe host and that's what i am a host not a facilitator i'm a host and cover so much ground but what if i help other people become death cafe hosts so we started that whole group and we i think there was around 21 22 death cafe hosts in san diego because i wanted to make sure every neighborhood in san diego was had had access to death cafes yeah. you know And so that went beautifully too and then you know you know what hit. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um you know they all went online and so we we disbanded that group. However, all of those people are out there doing death cafes. Good. So, you know, it still exists and that's still happening. And actually now I get to really focus my time and energy on doing death cafes because you know when you train and you manage it becomes a different Yeah, it's a whole different animal. Yeah, a whole different animal. Yeah. Wow. But um yeah, it's it's been just you know when someone says to you yeah doing death cafes has changed my life really <laughs> yeah yeah really it really does it really has it's taken me from this um space of a not knowingness to an absolute knowingness not the knowingness that i'm going to die i get that but the knowingness of life and that's the key everybody that's the key yeah <laughs> is the knowingness of life Right. and knowing to you know celebrate who you are and you celebrate who you are by taking care of yourself and doing those things that you love yeah. and not putting them off not saying well that's too big of a thing to do no it's not carpe diem 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, positively. Yeah. So death cafes, I mean, they're now they're in 52 countries around the globe. That's great. I think the last time I looked, maybe a month ago, there had been 42,000 death cafes. That's amazing. <laughs> Good. I think people want to talk about it. They do. I do. And it's important to do that. And so Karen's information is on the screen. So you can give her a call, uh, talk about her business and how she can help you with the business uh, of of placement or the death cafes uh, website is there as well if you're listening on your favorite podcast channel uh, you can't see it but you can read it and you can give her a call visit her website um, Karen thank you so much for talking about senior care by design and about death cafes it's My I think it's going to open up our audience quite a bit yeah thank, thank you for having me and allowing me to give this information out to your audience My it's, pleasure. A, it's a gift I appreciate it my pleasure thank you It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what can be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.